Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, Episode 18, Employee or Entrepreneur, The Pros and Cons of Self-Employment, by J.D. Roth of GetRichSlowly.org. And I'm Dan, I am your host here on the podcast. This is where I read to you from some of the very best blogs on entrepreneurship. And I'm gonna tell you about today's author, J.D. Roth, after our reading. So for now, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Employee or Entrepreneur, The Pros and Cons of Self-Employment by J.D. Roth of GetRichSlowly.org In my recent review of Pam Slim's Escape from Cubicle Nation, Chet left the following comment, quote, I was talking with a good friend last week who is self-employed. I told him I envied his entrepreneurial spirit and the ability to go it alone. He told me he envied my work as a teacher and the set hours and guaranteed paycheck and insurance. I told him there was nothing set about the hours, so I guess we both misunderstood each other's work. So many people dream of working for themselves and only find out the true benefits and heartaches after they make the leap. Take you, for instance. What do you miss the most from the box factory in terms of security or interaction? What bothered or motivated you the most to drive you to self-employment And what have you learned about your decision over the past year and a half? End quote. In the same thread, Caitlin wrote, quote, Every time I read an article like this, I wonder if I'm really that unusual because I love my job. I'm a molecular biologist, and it's just not something I could do on my own. I've had a small side business for over five years. In that time, interesting and educational though it was, I've learned that I don't particularly want to run a business. End quote. I am not one who believes that everyone should be an entrepreneur. I think there's a sort of continuum. Some folks should absolutely work for somebody else. Others should definitely work for themselves, and many should do a little of both. Although I tend toward entrepreneurial endeavors, I don't consider myself a diehard entrepreneur. The best job I ever had was actually flipping burgers at McDonald's when I was in high school. I'm not kidding, I love that job. My fellow employees were smart and fun. Together, we made serving burgers and fries a game. We tried to do the best job we could. Our manager was great, and she fostered this attitude instead of stifling it with bureaucracy. Since then, I've had jobs I loved and jobs I hated, and many that just paid the bills. I've also tried self-employment twice, once as a computer consultant and now as a professional blogger. Here are my responses to Chet's specific questions. What do I miss from the box factory? I miss daily interaction with my family. My father began the business almost 25 years ago, and since then there have always been several family members involved with the daily operations. I also miss talking with my customers. 
As much as I disliked the actual sales portion of my job, I genuinely liked many of the customers I dealt with. I find myself wondering how Robert is doing and whether Lance finished building his house. There is almost no social aspect to the life of a professional blogger. I sit here alone in my office typing all day. While this is intellectually challenging, I miss seeing people and being a small part of their lives. This is one reason I've struggled with my restaurant spending over the past year. I often go out to lunch simply to be near other people. It's also one reason I rented office space. Note, Trent and I both discussed this loneliness on last Monday's episode of the Personal Finance Hour. How bad does this loneliness get? Very bad. It's Thursday afternoon as I write this. A couple of hours ago, I had a near panic attack from the loneliness. No joke. To cope, I came down to the coffee shop for a couple of hours. What motivated me to self-employment? Well, there were a couple of things. First, I did not like my work at the box factory. I did not like sales. I wasn't good at it. It didn't interest me, and I found it frustrating. Meanwhile, I wanted to write. I've always wanted to be a writer. I just never knew how to make money from this desire. When I stumbled into personal finance blogging, I was startled to learn I could make an income from it. It seemed natural to make the leap to professional blogger once that income sustained at a level that could support me. What have I learned about my decision over the last year and a half? There's a difference between blogging as a hobby and blogging as a job. When you're blogging as a hobby and the income is extra income, the process is fun. It's a lark. But when you throw the switch and it becomes your sole means of making a living, some of that fun vanishes. I still love what I do, no question, but sometimes I feel as if I've lost the spontaneity I used to have. That's one reason I'm hoping to reduce my workload around here a little. I'd like to pursue other projects, write a book, dabble with other blogs, possibly promote financial literacy education. There's a lot of pressure when you are required to generate your own income. Sure, there's pressure when you work for somebody else too, but there's also a sense of freedom. You're not responsible for the daily decisions. And if you don't like the job, you can leave. Plus, the actual source of income is not your responsibility. I often think that working for somebody else is like renting an apartment. Working for yourself is like owning your home. Both have their rewards, but they each have drawbacks too. Conclusion. As Caitlin mentions, not everyone is cut out to run a business. It just doesn't interest them. My wife is a perfect example. Chris loves her job. It's challenging and fulfilling, and she enjoys the interaction with her coworkers. She has no desire to strike out on her own. As always, I think it's important to do what works for you. Trivia. According to the U.S. Small Business Administration, on average, self-employed people make more than those who work for others. But there's a wider variance in incomes among the self-employed. Also, Earnings for the self-employed are lower at first, but tend to grow more quickly until they surpass that of traditional workers. You just listened to the post titled Employee or Entrepreneur? The Pros and Cons of Self-Employment by J.D. Roth of GetRichSlowly.org. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. 
So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And a big thanks to J.D. Roth, who uh, typically writes about finance, so he's narrated pretty regularly over on Optimal Finance Daily, which also serves as a reminder that you can hear many of the same authors narrated across all of our shows. But back to J.D., he considers himself just a regular guy who has uh, learned about money through the school of hard knocks. By 2004, he'd acquired over $35,000 worth of consumer debt through credit cards, personal loans, and a car loan, and he was living paycheck to paycheck on a salary of $50,000 a year. He didn't have any savings, and in October of that year, he hit rock bottom, and he drafted a three-year plan to get himself out of debt, and uh, he never looked back. In less than a year, he had set aside a $5,000 emergency fund and had increased his cash flow by $750 per month. He put that into debt reduction, and then in December of 2007, only three years later, right on schedule, he became debt-free for the first time in his adult life. He's now an early retiree, and uh, you can come by getrichslowly.org to learn a lot more about JD. There's uh, plenty of articles and resources for you there. And that's gonna do it for today. I thank you as always for being here and for clicking subscribe, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.